drive time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be out with you. Praise be to God. It is Monday, or Friday. It's Friday. A little optimistic there. It's Friday. It's not Monday. Don't worry. <laughs> Relax. Take a deep breath. You still have the weekend in front of you. It is Friday, May the 27th, 2022. I can hear people hyperventilating right there. What do you mean it's Monday? I miss Saturday. And Sunday. It's Friday. It's going to be a great show today. But we are going to catch up on some stories that probably have hit the back burner. Quietly kind of happening no, I'm not talking about Johnny Depp and, and, and all of that. I don't even honestly care what happens in that trial. But we are going to look at the Durham trials. Uh, what is going on with the Durham trials? Remember the whole Russia, Sussman, Steele dossier, all of that? Well, it's time to sort of figure out, what is there anything there that we need to be focused on or paying attention to? And in fact, there was like a big revelation this week. So Joel Pollack from Breitbart News is going to be our guest in this hour to catch us up on the details, to give us the uh, sort of the cliff notes, the summary of what's happened in the Clinton trial. All that's coming up in this hour. Also, you know, yesterday we discovered a very tragic story. Yet another person who lost their life in Uvalde, and we're going to catch you up on that coming up at 15 past the hour. While the world's debates and rages on gun control, we want to focus a little more on sort of the, 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 real, the real issues there. So that's coming up at 15 past the hour. Good news, Mass of the Ages Part 2 did release. The bad news is, you know, they threw a curveball at us. The film that we watched wasn't the same as the film that got released. So now I have to go watch it to say that I've seen it too, even though I've seen it, sort of. So anyway, that's good. I'm looking forward to seeing it this weekend, actually. Uh, uh, monkeypox. Guess what? The Wuhan lab had been experimenting with monkeypox this whole time. You well, don't be- say. Well, yeah, amazing. Really? So no connection. Just putting it out there. Uh, no. But here's another piece of good news. Do we live in the age of Jetsons yet? Because now the FAA has finally, finally given a nod to Joby, who's going to be starting an air taxi service. So finally we have... The age of Jetson. I literally just said that last night. I said, yeah. we're in 2022. Yeah. Where are the flying cars? In You're fact, welcome. I, f- I saw a funny video. There's a, a meme page that posts historical stuff, and there's mm-hmm. actually a, a prototype. This is like back in the early 1900s. Yeah. A guy on top of a helicopter <laughs> for one person. And it's essentially a little tiny platform that you stand on. You're yeah. holding on for your life. And uh-huh. underneath, your dear life. Yeah. guess what's underneath? Well, what? The rotors. So <laughs> yeah. it's a mincemeat machine if you slip <laughs> off this. <laughs> it, it's, it's population control and or transportation. Yeah. You get to choose. Well, at least you get there fast. <laughs> well, so the days are coming, I suppose. Although the article I said said Joby still has a long way to go before it can start taking passengers. Passengers, but it is a great big step. I mean, there's a lot of competing customers in that regard. So we'll see. Hey, here's a news story uh, I wanted to mention really quickly for you, uh, Rudy, in particular. EA Sports. You're a big <laughs> video yes. gamer, which is odd, but I'm okay. I'm covering that. Uh, yeah, 
Apparently, they are not uh, going to go down with the woke culture. Maybe. 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 So you'll catch us up on I'll that. catch you up on that. Speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning, Adrian. Speaking of woke culture? Mm-hmm. What? Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, what? okay. Huh? That, I see how it is. Was it out loud? Um, Did wow. I say that out loud? Uh, it's okay. I'm I work, forgive you. Working on I'm, an interior voice. I am a uh, very humble and forgiving person. Yes, so you are. The most humble, in fact, I would argue. Yes. But, you mm-hmm. know, praise be to God. I had a, a great Ascension Day. It was a beautiful mass, and I got to uh, sleep in a little bit. Woke up at seven o'clock, so that was pretty got nice. Yes, and I got, did an oil change for my car. Well, hey. I didn't do an oil change. Ooh, I Ascension took it day in. goals. Oh, I took it oil changed. Uh, but that was good. So praise be to God. It was a good day yesterday. Nice, relaxing, not too stressful. Praise be to God. Nice. That's awesome. And Rudy, did you? Sleep into the crack of noon? Or he went what? to go see the cardinal. I, didn't. I, I went to go see a cardinal. Oh, you he did? He gave me his apostolic blessing. Really? Yeah, he sang it, though. Or chirped uh, it. That's kind of odd, but I <laughs> guess it's 2022. It's to be expected now. I got up at the crack of dawn. It's I like went a out TikTok to cardinal? Arch- or? <laughs> How's this go? I <laughs> went out to Archbishop Fiorenza Park, went birding. I could not get a, pic of a video of a bird. They're so skittish. Mm. I don't get it. Anyway, well, we'll see what I can sing uh, for you. There's a lot of pressure there. There's a lot Let's of anxiety. Get out of that video footage. So I can show you guys. But <laughs> That's fun. Praise be to God. I actually did get to sleep in. I was very happy for it, too. Nice. Uh, considering some of the issues that I've been struggling with lately, it was nice to kind of get caught up. Yeah. And then, of course, we went to Mass last night. Mass was beautiful. Didn't get home till 10 o'clock at night, but the, okay. Here I am. We're going to have a great show. Speaking of which, let's jump in. We're going to pray, and we're going to get started. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother, to thee do I come. Before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning into Catholic Drive Time. Today is Friday, May 27th, and here are your headline news this morning. The Washington Examiner reports parents begged police for upward of 40 minutes to stop Texas school shooter. Investigators are piecing together what happened over the course of the massacre, which ended with a Border Patrol team rushing in and killing the 18-year-old shooter. Witnesses recalled shouting at police to enter the building to save the people inside. The Border Patrol tactical agent who took down the Uvalde shooter sustained a wound to the head after being grazed by a bullet. He was also shot in the leg, but has been discharged from the hospital. Axios reports Japan and U.S. fly fighter jets after Russia-China military drill. Japan's and the United States bilateral exercise was designed to showcase combined capabilities to deter and counter regional threats, the U.S. military says. The joint staff of the Japanese Self-Defense Force said in a statement that the drill involving four American F-16 jets and four Japanese F-15 warplanes helped maintain and reinforce readiness and the ability to contribute to peace and stability in this region. Breitbart reports analysts shift House predictions heavily in favor of Republicans. Analysts from the Cook Political Report, who predict the probable outcome for U.S. House of Representatives' races, released its newest round of predictions on Thursday, moving 10 districts heavily in favor of the Republican incumbent or candidate versus Democrat. Cook also shifted its outlook on the midterm elections, noting that the net Republican gains could be between 20 to 35 seats, while the Republicans only need to net 5 to take back the House. 
and The Blaze reports EA stands firm against staff pressure to publicly support abortion and so-called trans rights. Famous video game maker Electronic Arts has reportedly refused to join a flurry of other companies in issuing public statements in support of abortion and so-called transgender rights, telling staff during a company-wide meeting this week that being an inclusive company means being inclusive to all of these points of view. Yet, while refusing to issue a public statement on controversial topics, the company is working, though perhaps out of the public eye, to support employees affected by some of the developments. For example, they are making sure that the people who have access to healthcare benefits, we provide as a company, they say, even if those aren't available locally. That likely means providing stipends for women to travel out of state to have abortions. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day, I'm going to need you to bear with me, is a 6th century Irish saint. So not only Irish names, but 6th century Irish names. Saint Melihana, Mel, Melangel, Nailed or it. Latin, Monacella. So I'm going to use a Latinized version throughout this. Was an Irish virgin, virgin who died in 590. Her feast day is celebrated on the 27th of May. She is the daughter of an Irish king. She went to Pows in central Wales to become a hermit. The prince of Pows, Broshwell Yeezy Gothrog, granted her land after meeting her on a hunting trip. And she founded a community of women. Serving as abbess for 37 years, her shrine remains at St. Melangel's Church in Pennant Melangal. The Welsh antiquarian Thomas Pennant, from the 1726 to 1798, related the story of her as follows. Her legend relates that she was the daughter of an Irish monarch who had determined to marry her to a nobleman of his court. The princess had vowed celibacy and she fled from her father's dominions and took refuge in this place, where she lived 15 years without seeing the face of a man. Broshwell Yistrog, Prince of Howes, uh, beginning one day a hare hunter, pursued his game till he came to a great thicket, when he was amazed to find a virgin of surpassing beauty, engaged in deep devotion. With the hair he had been pursuing under her robe, boldly facing the dogs who retired to a distance, howling, notwithstanding all the efforts of the sportsmen to make them seize their prey. Even when the huntsman blew his horn, it stuck to his lips. Broshwell heard her story and gave to God and her, and gave her, to God and her a parcel of lands to be a sanctuary to all that fled there. He desired her to found an abbey on that spot, so she did so and died abbess at a good old age. She was buried in the neighboring church called Pennant, and from her distinguishing by the addition of Melangel, her hard bed is shown in the cleft of a neighboring rock. Her tomb was a little chapel or oratory adjoining to the church, and now used as a vestry room. This room is called the celli bed, or the cell of the grave. Her relics, as well as her image, have been long since removed, but I think they last its is still to be seen in the churchyard. The legend is perpetuated by some rude wooden carving, carving of the saint with numbers of hairs scuttling to her for protection. She properly became their patroness. They were called On Malingel, or Saint Moncella's lambs. She died in 590. Saint Monacella, pray for us. Well done. Praise be to God. The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 16, verses 20 through 23. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, amen, I say to you, 
you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices you will grieve but your grief will become joy when a woman is in labor she is in anguish because her her hour has arrived but when she has given birth to a child she no longer remembers the pain because of her joy that a child has been born into the world so you also are now in anguish but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy away from you on that day you will not question me about anything amen amen I say to you whatever you ask the father in my name he will give you the gospel of the Lord praise to you Lord Jesus Christ the applicant would say for when your prayers shall be fully answered then will your gladness be greatest close quote the applicant Hadock's commentary said the joy you will feel at my resurrection shall ever be unalterable and unremitting because there I shall give you assurances and proofs of your future resurrection and immortality as you have been partakers in my labors in my ignominies and in my sorrows so also shall you have a share in my glory in my resurrection and immortal bliss behold these will rise to your ever unalterable and permanent joy close quote Hadox commentary today Alcuin said quote the woman is the holy church who is fruitful in good works and brings forth spiritual children unto God this woman while she brings forth i.e. while she is making her progress in the world amidst temptations and afflictions hath sorrow because her hour is come for no one ever hated his own flesh for as a woman rejoiceth when a man is born into the world so the church is filled with exaltation when the faithful are born into eternal life close quote Alcuin I love that because it reemphasizes the one mission the church has is, has in this world is not to be a friend of the world, but to be a help to the world so that souls will be saved, to save souls. And that will be a great exaltation in eternity, for sure. Right? Now, it's interesting because there's this ask, don't ask thing going on at the end here. Hadox commissary says, in that day or at that time, in the happy state, you shall not ask, you shall not need to ask me any questions, nor even desire to have any happiness, but what you will enjoy. But now, if you ask, that is, petition for anything of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Whatever graces or assistances you stand in need of, ask them in my name, as I am your chief mediator through whose merits all shall be granted to you. Remember what they were asking? Show us the Father. Where are you going? Remember that? Well, they won't need to know any of that, because in the beatific vision, all will be answered. We'll be right back. Men, it's time. The Men's March to End Abortion and Rally for Personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march. All women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. Atheists claim theists are essentially no different than atheists because we reject gods too, such as Greek and Roman gods. But this is plain absurdity. What's our reason? First, 
It's an abuse of language. A theist believes in at least one God. An atheist doesn't believe in any God. They're mutually exclusive terms. To say a theist is an atheist to most gods is like saying a married man is a bachelor to most women. Second, it's bad reasoning. To say I'm an atheist because I reject some gods is like saying I'm an anarchist, one who rejects all forms of government because I reject communism and fascism, some forms of government. But that's silly. So the claim that atheists and theists are no different doesn't hold water. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Coming up at 35 past the hour, Joel Pollack is going to be our guest. He's with Breitbart. And we're going to be catching up on uh, the Durham trials. I think this is kind of one of those stories that have kind of quietly been going on behind the scenes. Not a lot of reporting going on. You know, what is, what is, who's Sussman? What is the Steele dossier? How is this related to the Hillary Clinton campaign? We're going to get all of that from Joel Paula coming up at Breitbart, uh, coming up at 35 past the hour. But there are, as I say, several stories in the news that are of great concern to me, and I'm sure they are to you as well. You know, there's been nothing but a raging debate going on because of the tragedy in Uvalde, Texas. Again, right in our own backyard, right within the Guadalupe Radio Network family, not all that far away, really. Place I've been too many times. And it is a tragedy. It's, a, it's an utter, preventable tragedy. Now, the, the debate that goes on is about gun control. And maybe we can touch on that in a minute. But yesterday, we discovered that it, there was yet another victim. And uh, it kind of breaks my heart to think about it. Here's the headline out of the Catholic News Agency. It says, Texas shooting victim's husband dies of heart attack. The article says the husband of one of the newly, or forgive me, the husband of one of the nearly two dozen victims of a mass shooter in Texas died Thursday, reportedly of a heart attack as he was preparing for his wife's funeral. 50-year-old Joe Garcia dropped off flowers at his wife's memorial on Thursday morning, according to the New York Times. His nephew said that when he returned home, he collapsed. Joe's wife, 46-year-old Irma Garcia, was a fourth-grade teacher and one of the two adults killed at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, by an 18-year-old shooter on May the 24th. The shooter also killed 19 children. Garcia reportedly died while trying to protect her students. Joe and Irma are reportedly high school sweethearts married for 24 years. They leave behind four children. 23-year-old Christian and three teenagers, Jose, Liliana, and Alessandra. Archbishop Gustavo Garcia Sierra of San Antonio, who told CNA he met with Joe the day of the shooting, offered his condolences and prayers. He said a memorial mass is set to take place 6 p.m. Central Time at Sacred Heart Church in Uvalde, a four-minute drive from the elementary school. Quote, we hold in prayer the three children of Irma Garcia, teacher killed in Uvalde, close quote, Garcia Sierra wrote. Going on to say, quote, her, 
husband, Jose, died today of a massive heart attack. Today, Mass at 6 p.m. Sacred Heart Church in Uvalde. We pray for his soul and for their beautiful children. Pain increases, so does love. Jose, rest in peace. Close quote. Archbishop Garcia. Uh, John, John Martinez, 21-year-old nephew of, of Joe and Irma Garcia, tweeted, quote, extremely heartbreaking and come with deep sorrow to say that my, my tia, Irma's husband, Joe Garcia, had passed away due to grief. I truly am at a loss for words for how we are all feeling. Please pray for our family. God have mercy on us. This isn't easy, close quote. You know, it's, this is yet another tragedy. It's kind of a, a bittersweet tragedy to see this couple who've been married 24 years, high school sweethearts, it says, to die so close to two together. You know, the story of this woman reportedly clutching a child in her arms who also unfortunately passed away due to the, the horrific violence of this young, uh, this young man who decided to uh, maim and murder people. You know, it's, just, it's just very heartbreaking. The whole thing, completely heartbreaking. While the world de debates and rages over gun control, and this is not a new thing, every time there's gun violence, that's the debate that happens. You know, where's the conversation about the shooter and the preventability of the situation? You know, in 2020, teen depression skyrocketed. You lock people down and bad things happen. You had pornography use go off the rails. You had, uh, you know, being at home, video game use off the rails. I mean, look at the kinds of content that we, we consume on a daily basis. I mean, let's be honest. Take an inventory right now of what you consume on a fairly frequent basis, daily, weekly, whatever. How much do you push the line of morality versus immorality in your entertainment? The movies you watch, the shows you take in, the lyrics in the, in the music you listen to, let alone video games that are violent in nature that we play all the time, let alone the fact that you have a breakdown in family and mom and dad are too busy dealing with their own personal demons to parent their child and the child's left to figure this all out for themselves. Because, you know, the design from God is from a man and a woman to be bound, to be one flesh, to leave their father and mother, to cleave, to create the very foundation upon which life can flourish. Because children look to mom and dad to know what it means to be a human person, to learn how to grow to learn how to be an adult, to interact with other people, to, to be a contributing member of society, let alone a saint someday in heaven. This is why the Catholic Church teaches that the primary educators of children are mom and dad. The design. This is why when you attack the family, you attack the very fabric of society itself. So we have a clearly disturbed young man who bragged, according to his co-workers, uh, at the fast food joint who bragged that he in fact intended to buy guns who laid clues on his social media feeds that he intended to hurt people clearly somebody who was who was distraught somebody who was disturbed somebody who was struggling through the breakdown in his own family life with no one there to seemingly help him understand make sense get help find a way 
it was clearly an avoidable issue. And yet, the facts are in, uh, remain incredibly disturbing to me. So let's pray today for Joe and Irma. In fact, why don't we offer a little prayer right now and ask Our Lady to intercede for both of them and for the repose of their souls and the souls of all those that were tragically lost. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God pray for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. May the souls of the faithful depart with the mercy of God. Rest in peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. You know, and Rudy, when I saw this morning some of the details that were coming out about the actual police response, even that is tragic. Yeah, you know, it's... it's um, I try and be a little bit... Uh, forgiving in that sense right well there's a protocol that they have to enforce and you know they're probably trying to figure out what to do how to do it effectively uh, i was thinking about this yesterday you know it, it's if you rush in there's a potential to make matters worse i mean you're in a school full of children mm. and there's a shooter there you go in i don't know bullets may start flying in different directions but 40 minutes in and you're hearing a shooting taking place, That's I think that's unacceptable. And to hold yeah. b these people back uh, from uh, trying to go in there and save their, their 12 children. minutes. He spent 12 minutes outside the building just shooting. Yeah. No response. He enters through an unlocked door. No one stops him. No, There's no armed security guard mm -hmm. at the school to respond to him, let alone armed teachers who are trained to respond to him. And then it's 16 minutes before the police show up. And in that time, they back out because they, uh, they, are, they don't have ballistic shielding or, and or yeah. the ability to respond without injury. And then it's an hour before the Border Patrol tactical guy goes in there and faces the guy anyway. Right. Who doesn't also have a ballistic shield, but does so anyway. And in, incurs wounds, but does so because there's a guy in there right with a gun killing people. Now, in a certain sense, I know it, it sounds absurd to... Uh, I, I understand the argument. It sounds absurd that uh, we should have teachers who have guns, right? Because it's... On a, the surface, yes. It's, I agree. Yeah, on the surface, like, right? Hold, because hold on. I want to get up and send my kid to a school that needs armed guards right. to protect the place. Because like, that's, that's a band-aid to the situation we're in. Because the actual problem is mental health issues, Right. So it sounds absurd to have teachers with guns, but actually that's in response to this mental health issue, really a, a crisis that we're going through all over the world, especially here in the United States. And what a slippery slope, right? Yeah. You're talking about people who put stuff out on social media. And nobody said anything. Well, but at the same time, okay, that's an extreme example, an obvious one. But the flip side is, look at how so a slippery slope that is. Do you really want to empower the authorities to like interpret everything you say online in a way that could you you end up in a mental health facility being evaluated do you see what i'm saying it's like at the same time it's like yeah. it's a weird it's a weird argument because i would want this guy and anybody who says i'm going to go buy guns and i'm looking forward to using them like i would want that to be looked at right mm -hmm. you know i mean there was obvious signs here and then the shooter in buffalo like, obvious signs. Yeah, he was putting clues for a long time onto yeah. his social media platforms. Like, where do you get the money to buy all this, for starters? How do you not know that the kid under your roof has all this, for a second? How do you not know? Like, 
this is part of the reason why, as a family, we, you know, there's a list of things I'll never regret on my deathbed. Mm -hmm. I made this statement many times. I'll continue to say it. On my deathbed, you're never going to get me to say, golly, you is, if only my kids had more social media time. Darn it to bitsies, why did I not give my kids more video game time or time <laughs> on, on the Discord or, or whatever? Like, not going to do it. Ain't going to happen. You're not going to get me to feel bad about not letting them be on social media until they moved out of my house. Sorry, not going to regret that. You know what I mean? Good of their soul. And if I had, if my kids did have smart devices and had all these social media platforms, you best believe I'm all over it to know what they're saying and what they're not saying. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the things that is being forgotten is when we are talking about, for instance, having the teachers have be armed. Well, one thing is, I don't think we should force teachers to be armed, but just allow these places not to be, quote unquote, gun free zones. Because these gun-free zones are just targets. Like, anybody knows, like, if you have a place where there, no one's allowed to carry, well, then if you go and shoot up that place, you know someone, no one's there is going to be able to respond in a, in a serious way. And I agree with Rudy, except I'd probably be a little bit more harsh than Rudy. Rudy's nicer than me. <laughs> uh, and I, I think that the cops should have gone in and done something, uh, despite the fact that they may have not had the equipment they needed, may not have been the perfect situation for them, but this is what they sign up for. That's what they sign up and for. It's like, it's like a firefighter mm -hmm. who refuses to right. go into a fire because... He's like, oh, that's a big fire. Yeah. I, I can't go in there. I, I, I wanted to do small fires. I got to get the bigger um, truck out right. here. So Sorry. It, it's, it's a serious thing. Like yeah. This is what you signed up for. And yeah, I mean, a lot of people say, well, I wouldn't want to do that. Well, you didn't sign up to be a police officer. Yes, Some exactly. other people did. So I think this is a serious thing. And well, I guess yep. that's enough to be said there. I saw a picture of, somebody posted a picture of their daughter's school, private school in Florida, that had uh, had a retired combat vet out front, armed, and he was in, he was paid by the school to protect the school, and he stands at the door. It's like, he's the guy who's trained to run towards gunfire, not away from it. And let's pray for peace. But most importantly, for the repose of their souls. We'll be right back. From the University of Dallas and as seen on EWTN. What can I do that is the definite service that God wants me to give to the world? Think of the, the challenges that we have coming from our culture. We really need the virtue of courage. Are you ready to put yourself into the hazard? Are you ready to say yes to the call? Are you ready to be a witness to love? The Quest. All episodes streaming now at quest.udallas.edu. Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Men, it's time. The Men's March to End Abortion and Rally for Personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march. All women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. 
Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now, more headlines. Reuters reports Russian central bank slashes key rate sees room to cut further. Russia's central bank slashed its key interest rate to 11% on Thursday and saw, said it saw room for more cuts this year as inflation slows from more than 20-year highs and the economy heads towards contraction. A Russian governor said the bank would adjust its 2022 inflation forecast, which previously stood at 18 to 23%, adding that inflation would slow to 5 to 7% in 2023 before reaching its 4% target in 2024. Seems like the sanctions didn't really do much. And never let a good crisis go to waste. Epic Times reports Beto O'Rourke removed from Texas Governor's news conference about school shooting. Texas gubernatorial candidate Beto O'Rourke was escorted out of Governor Greg Abbott's press conference on a school shooting that left 19 children dead. Later in the press conference, Abbott noted that teenagers in Texas have been able to buy guns for decades. He says what has changed is mental health, the governor said. Anybody who shoots somebody else has a mental health challenge, period. We as a government need to find a way to target that mental health challenge and do something about it. LiveSite reports, Vatican official at Davos says the church is implementing the World Economic Forum agenda. A Vatican cleric attending the 2022 Davos Summit, a conference hosted by the World Economic Forum, which advances a punishing green agenda, open borders, and future pandemic management, has said that the Catholic Church is committed to the various issues considered at the forum. And Breitbart News reports Swedish agency warns of dangerous hidden agenda memes. Sweden's Agency for Psychological Defense has launched a campaign against disinformation online, warning Swedes about internet memes that could be used to spread misleading information. Humor, parody, and satire are usually harmless forms of entertainment that can sometimes be used to spread misleading information and ridicule or criticize people or opinions, for example, in the form of memes. The agency writes on their campaign website. Now, don't laugh now. It's not funny. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. I have a, a mea culpa I have to offer. You know, I, I made a, I think it was Tuesday? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? I'm like, you got to be on their email list. Join our email list. I send out an email every week. Oops. And, uh, yeah, I didn't send an email out this week. Yo. It comes out every Thursday. In my defense, yesterday was Holy Thursday, Ascension Thursday, and it wasn't Holy Thursday. It was Ascension Thursday. And um, I, we were off. We were off. This is why we weren't here. We did a pre-record. It was a unique content, but it wasn't uh, live. And so I was at home. So there was that. Okay. So that's going for my favor. But the other issue is I have, I've been struggling with something this week medically that's been uh, distracting, to say the least. So I'm going to go ahead and put that card on the table as well to say, hey, listen, this isn't my fault. Okay. So I don't know why you're... Giving me grief. No, I'm teasing, of course. I, I should have sent it. I failed to do it. I'm going to send it today. So expect an email in your inbox, all you CDT insiders. I want to thank you for being a part of our email list and letting me harass your inbox every single week. I try to give you some unique content, some, some uh, stuff that you don't find elsewhere. I try to dig out the goods, and uh, I think I have another interesting piece of content to send your way. I'll send it today, and if you're not on the email list, come, let me encourage you to get on the email list just by going to our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. That's grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Look for the CDT Insider email list. The other way to do it is to sign up on your mobile device by texting. You can text the letters GRN to the number 42828. 
That's text GRN to the number 42828. All right, so jump on the list. I'm going to make it up. I promise you it's going to be great. Praise be to God. There's been some interesting stories in the news today. We're trying to get uh, Joe Pollock on the line from Breitbart. Uh, Rudy, hopefully we'll be able to get him on here. But let me just tell you about this uh, article he's put out. I don't know if you've been catching these stories because it's kind of like one of those, they don't really get a lot of reporting going on in the mainstream news. And with all this other stuff going on, it's, it just sort of gets backburnered. You don't really know. And this has definitely been one of the cases for me where I, I haven't really uh, paid much attention to this story or all that much. And so we were wanting to get some, uh, some more details here, so, sort of the summary notes. But here is an article out of Breitbart by Joel Pollack. The headline says, Exclusive, Cash Patel, only defense left is jury nullification in Sussman trial. Here's a bit of this article. It says, Former White House National Security official Cash Patel said Thursday that the only tactic the defense had left in the Michael Sussman trial was jury nullification in which they would urge the jury to look past the evidence presented. So, all right, what, what's going on here? Well, you might recall that we as a taxpayer body, we spent, I think it was $50 million or something like that, to have a, a special counsel do an investigation on Donald Trump and his campaign in connection and ties back to Russia. And it was called the Russiagate. You might remember that. After two years, it was uncovered that there, in fact, was nothing. There was no real, there was no real connection there. A lot of people wanted there to be a connection. And again, I'm not the biggest Trump fan in the room. I'm really not. I've been very critical, outwardly critical of Donald Trump on a number of issues. Uh, but there's been a lot. There's, there's, essentially, was not a, there was no thing there. Uh, and... So that was $50 million, two years. Well, Durham got appointed by Donald Trump to investigate the Steele dossier. And for like three years, he was like, you did never heard from him. You didn't know where he was or what he was doing. And uh, as a result, we were all like, uh, I guess, is there anything going on? Is it just sort of like a dead lead or what's the deal? And then, I think it was in 2021, all of a sudden, you hear from Durham. And he starts to come out with information based on his investigation. Well, now there's actual trials going on. And Michael Sussman is one of these guys. And Michael Sussman is uh, an attorney with Perkins Coie, or he was. And he was connected back to the Hillary Clinton campaign. And he tipped off the FBI to alleged connections between Donald Trump and Russia, which... You know, like I said, led to a series of dominoes falling. Well, it turns out that the Steele dossier was not, not legit. And Michael Sussman pretended to act privately as a concerned citizen, but was really reacting in a way to support the Hillary Clinton campaign. And, uh, and it just gets more and more interesting. So let me read a little bit more of this article to you from Joe Pollack over at Breitbart. It says, Patel spoke to Breitbart News Editor-in-Chief Alex Marlowe on Breitbart News Daily on Sirius XM Patriot 125, one day after the prosecution rested its case. The final piece of evidence was the interview that Patel himself had conducted with Sussman four years ago when he was helping then-Rep Devin Nunes run as a run an investigation into Russia collusion on the House Intelligence Committee. Sussman had told the committee that he was working for a client 
when he went to the FBI claiming that computer evidence showed then-candidate Donald Trump was tied to the Russian government via Alpha Bank. However, Sussman allegedly told the FBI that he was not working for a client, but merely approaching the agency as a concerned citizen. He is charged with lying to the FBI, and the case is the most high-profile prosecution of special counsel John Durham, who has used the trial to expose the links between the Clinton campaign and the Russian Russian collusion hoax. Patel noted the role of Rodney Joffe, a tech executive who allegedly sought information implicating Trump that he could give to the FBI. Patel, who watched the trial in person, said he was, quote, stunned, unquote, that Joffe was, quote, an asset for the Hillary Clinton campaign that was feeding into the FBI, and they knowingly allowed him to provide them with false information to launch an operation against President Trump, close quote. He likened Joffe to Christopher Steele, who created a fraudulent dossier on Trump. Despite the presence of three Hillary Clinton donors on the jury, Patel said he was confident that the prosecution had a good chance of convicting Sussman on the strength of the evidence presented, which suggested he was representing Clinton when he approached the FBI, though he said the opposite. The only strategy the defense had left, he said, was, quote, almost a jury nullification argument, almost a so what, close quote, in which they would argue that Sussman had acted in the public interest. And that's uh, the article, the latest article from Joe Pollack uh, following the trial, but he's put out others. And uh, I find it very fascinating because, as I said, I bet most of us probably aren't even aware of really sort of the details, the connections here. I mean, but the Steele dossier, which turned out to be fraudulent, really kind of was used in a way to manipulate a lot of people in the way they were thinking about things. Um, Sussman uses it to try to manipulate the FBI, to use to sort of weaponize them against their competitor, Donald Trump. The Hillary Clinton campaign used the information to leak it to the press in hopes of garnering public opinion against the Donald Trump campaign in the waning days uh, leading up to that election in 2016, which I don't know if you remember, Rudy. I, I stayed up watching the, 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 the results come in that night, and it was like, I was so tired. I'm like, can we just go to bed? I, I'm tired. <laughs> and, uh, and it was interesting to see, like, like Fox News. Fox News mm-hmm. gets this uh, sort of reputation of being so conservative and, and, or whatever. And I was watching, I was switching back and forth, and Fox News that night went from, Hillary's going to win, to, oh my heavens, Hillary's not going to win. <laughs> that was Fox News. Matt was Megyn Kelly. I mean, I, my mind was blown. Like, they were, like, shocked that Donald Trump was actually going to win that president for race. So, I mean, there's more, there's another, there's a curveball in this story I'll tell you about on the other side of the break. But here are the summary notes of the Durham trial so far. Don't go anywhere, Calvin Drive Time, I'll be right back. Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for the world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. 
Men, it's time. The Men's March to End Abortion and Rally for Personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march. All women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. We're talking about the uh, Durham trials and uh, some of the bombshells that have come out as a result to John Durham's investigation, which he did so quietly. He waited till after Donald Trump was out of office before revealing to the world that he had uncovered some things. Uh, so it's very, been very fascinating to see what little coverage it's received in the news. And right now, Michael Sussman, uh, an attorney with Perkins, or a former attorney with Perkins Coy, um, who was representing the tech company and Hillary Clinton, made these connections, brought all these people together, and then went as a concerned citizen to the FBI to say, hey, uh, oof, looks like there's some collusion going down here. And then, of course, we as taxpayers spent millions and millions of dollars to discover, that in fact, that wasn't the case. Now, one of the other curveballs that's come out this week is they discovered that uh, while Sussman was trying to play the FBI angle, there was another angle, and that was the news, the media outlets. And so the Hillary Clinton campaign decided it wanted to leak this information to certain journalists that they knew would be favorable to them and, and give them, you know, sort of a, a lot of airtime. Well, it turns out that they asked Hillary Clinton personally if she would be okay with that, and she gave her approval. Now, that doesn't mean, of course, that Hillary Clinton knew that the... I mean, it has not been proven that Hillary Clinton knew that the Steele dossier was fake. It doesn't prove in any way, shape, or form that Hillary Clinton knew that Sussman was doing something nefarious, misleading uh, with the FBI, weaponizing the FBI. I mean, she could have, but it's arguable that she could have not known those things, but just said, hey, if you've got information that's legitimate, you can give it to the, give it to the journalist. That's fine. So, uh, but it's interesting to know, at the very least, her campaign manager testified in court this week that, in fact, she's the one who rubber-stamped releasing the information to the public, which turned out to be a complete hoax. So um, this is a very high profile and has grave implications, actually. And I think a lot of people aren't covering it because, in fact, uh, they don't really like the, the idea of, of criticizing Hillary Clinton or, or bringing her in at the level of she actually knew this was a hoax and did took these actions anyway or... or it asked her staff to, to go down these roads. We don't know what she did or didn't do in that regard. That has not yet been revealed. So like I said, it's possible she did not know and was just saying, hey, if you got information, go with it. But 
I guess more is going to come out about that. We're expecting to hear from Joe Pollock here in just a few moments on that. But I find it fascinating, at the very least, because it is such a high-profile case, and hardly anybody's talking about it, which it goes back to, college you whiz, let the chips fall where they may, for crying out loud. You know, you know similarly, to you, sort of like a parallel, anytime we talk about uh, sort of the perversities, or like the other day we covered a story of teachers being arrested, well, but yeah, but you Catholics, the priests did all these bad things. I want them to go to prison, okay? We're not hiding those facts. We want them to be caught. We want them to seek uh, to, to face justice. We want uh, this to be out in the light and not in the darkness. Let the chips fall where they may. It just it boggles my mind why we want to avoid these difficulties because they make our team look no bueno. You know what I mean? And I believe Joel Pollack is joining us now from Breitbart. Good morning to you, Joel Pollack. Good morning. How are you? Praise be to God, I am alive. And that counts. How are you? The same. <laughs> there you go. See? <laughs> it, it counts. Thanks for joining us. We were just going through some of your articles over at Breitbart on the Durham trials. Can you give us sort of the cliff notes of where we're at with this? Well, today, both sides are going to deliver their closing arguments. And... Michael Sussman is on trial for allegedly lying to the FBI when he said that he was approaching them as a private citizen, sharing information that he had come across, purporting to link then-candidate Donald Trump to Russia via financial transactions through a bank called Alpha Bank. It turned out he was a lawyer for the Clinton campaign, and he actually billed the campaign for several hours of work that day. Oh, wow. The prosecutors also were able to produce a text message from Michael Sussman to his contact at the FBI saying that he was only approaching as a private citizen. Probably in his own mind, Michael Sussman thought, well, if I do this in my personal capacity, then I'm not putting the campaign on the hook. But of course he was doing it to benefit the campaign the plan to leak this allegation of Alpha Bank linking Trump to Russia was discussed within the campaign. And one of the most fascinating facts to emerge from the trial is that Hillary Clinton herself proved the plan to leak the Alpha Bank allegations to the media. What was going on at the time was an effort by Democrats to create a quote unquote October surprise, the classic revelation in the last stages of a campaign that is supposed to upend the campaign and help its opponents. And the Clinton campaign wanted to release this information, and they did release this information in an effort to damage Donald Trump at the polls. Ultimately, if you look at the timing of all this, they probably justified it to themselves because James Comey, then the director of the FBI, had come out with the information on October 28th 2016, that he was reopening the investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails because of Anthony Weiner's laptop. And the Clinton campaign went wall to wall with the Alpha Bank allegations just a couple of days later. They probably felt like they needed some kind of counterweight to the James Comey announcement, but they had actually been planning it for a long time. It's not like they came up with it after Comey announced he was reopening the Clinton investigation. They had been working on this for a long time, and it was part of a broader effort to smear Trump by linking him to Russia. You have to ask why the Clinton campaign thought this was necessary because she was so far ahead in the polls for most of 2016. But this was 
their effort of not leaving anything to chance. And they had been here before, in a sense, because they had lost a close Democratic primary to Barack Obama in 2008. And they wanted to make sure they could remove Trump from competition, essentially, by linking him to Vladimir Putin, who they had belatedly come to regard as the devil. Remember that both Clinton and Obama were very pro-Russia right up until Putin invaded Crimea in 2014, taking them by surprise. But it was Hillary Clinton who pushed the reset button. It was Barack Obama who offered Putin the New START treaty and who offered more nuclear reductions, even though he knew that Russia was already cheating on past treaties. They thought that America was the problem in the relationship between the United States and Russia. They thought George W. Bush had been too mean to old Vladimir Putin, hmm. so they were going to try to be nice. Anyway, all of this comes to a head today. The closing arguments will be delivered, and there will be jury deliberations. We may have a verdict by next week. I think Sussman will be found guilty. It's a process crime. In other words, it's a crime that emerges within the investigation itself about past actions. But it is possible it could lead to future indictments of other people. And it would be a major victory for John Durham because he has had an uphill battle in this trial. There are at least two or three Clinton donors on the jury, as many as three Clinton donors on the jury. There are people with connections to the Clintons and to Michael Sussman himself that were allowed on the jury sometimes over the prosecution's objections. The judge also let the defense exclude a lot of evidence about the broader conspiracy, and that's the word the prosecutors used, broader conspiracy by the Clinton campaign to cook up this theory. Nevertheless, Durham still got a lot of the information out there, and the most important pieces of evidence were placed in front of the jury. So I think this trial has been a major milestone. It has justified the special counsel appointment because... We never saw any of this emerge from previous Department of Justice investigations. We never saw anybody point to Hillary Clinton herself as the source of at least part of the Russia collusion hoax. And this trial has produced that evidence, not just from prosecutors, but it came from a defense witness, from Robbie Mook, who was the Clinton campaign manager in 2016. So all in all, a very important trial and probably heading to a guilty verdict sometime next week. I was making the point earlier that we, at this point, and maybe you can correct me, but we don't know one way or the other if we haven't been able to prove whether or not Hillary Clinton knew the Steele dossier was fake and or knew that the Sussman information was suspect and still wanted it leaked to the to the press. We don't know what she knew. We do know that there were some Clinton campaign officials who thought it was real once it was presented to them. There were some who reacted as if they believed it was a genuine national security threat. But there were people who had reason to know that what they were doing was fraudulent. Mm. And that's especially true of Mark Elias, who was the Clinton campaign's lawyer and who arranged for Fusion GPS, the opposition research firm, to create the fraudulent Russia dossier, which was later passed to the FBI and to the media and which triggered the FBI's surveillance of Trump campaign aide Carter Page. They knew at that level, the people involved in that, Fusion GPS and Mark Elias, they almost certainly knew that what they were doing was not in the realm of fact. They were simply coming up with allegations. They were using completely unreliable sources, conversations at bars, gossip, that sort of thing. And they were trying to stitch together something that maybe they convinced themselves might be true. I mean, 
anything is possible. I might be able to walk on the moon by sitting <laughs> in my office. But, you know, it's something they had to know was at least highly unlikely. I'm not sure what Hillary Clinton knew or didn't, but certainly there were some officials who testified that they thought some of this information really was a genuine national security concern. Yeah. Still, they ought to have said who they were working for, how the information was obtained. A lot of the FBI agents acted differently once they believed that Michael Sussman was acting as a private citizen. It had consequences because it meant that he became a protected confidential source. So the FBI couldn't go into the source of his information. They couldn't drill down on it the way they would have if they knew he was just a lawyer from the Clinton campaign. Well, I guess we can say we definitely know now that whether she knew or not, she definitely approved of the use of this information to her favor and to the detriment of the Trump campaign. That's right. And there were two articles that came out, one in Slate and one, I believe, in The New York Times. And they both mentioned the Alpha Bank allegations right before voters started going to the polls. All right. Well, we are out of time. Joel Pollack, Breitbart. Dot com. Thank you so much for your input today. We appreciate you keep getting us caught up, especially since almost no one else is really talking about this story, given all the other stuff in the headlines. But God bless you, Joel. Have a great day. God bless to you as well. All right. That is going to do it for hour number one. If you can join us in the second hour, we'd love to have you. We're going to get caught up with some good news. We have a saint of the day, gospel day, plus our game show and an after show all coming up. If you can join us, do so. Uh, you can always hang out at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Otherwise, we'll see you back here on Monday morning. Eve Gambo is a real Guadalupe radio listener. To help her explain the impact that Catholic radio has had on her life, we had Rocky come in and help her tell her story. Before I was able to listen to Catholic radio, I would listen to other Christian radio stations just because there was no Catholic radio. Hey, you know, Mickey always tells me, you know, Catholic radio, you know, it's kind of like having an angel on your shoulder. Those other stations were okay, but I always felt like something was missing. Catholic radio is a huge blessing because it shares the full truth. Well, it was like a wake-up call, kind of like getting punched with an uppercut. Only with the truth. Please, if you have not made a pledge of support to keep Guadalupe Radio on the air, do it now. And if you have made a pledge, please fulfill that pledge. I want to make sure that I always have my Catholic radio station. Yeah, make sure you send in your pledge. You know, you can do so by going to grnonline.com or 888-784-3476. Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. 
We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. You're listening to KSHJ, 1430 AM, Houston, Texas. Your Catholic radio station, on air and online at grnonline.com. From Breitbart News, giving us sort of the cliff notes of what's going on in the Durham trial. I don't know about you, but I just haven't really been following it. Like, I haven't, I've, I've known it's there, kind of look at stuff, but not really. Because, you know, I don't know. So we wanted to get sort of the details of it, and today is an important day in the Durham trials because they're doing, I think the verdict, did you say the verdict comes out, or closing, closing, arg- arguments, closing today. arguments are today. So, if you missed our conversation with Joel Pollack from Breitbart News, well, let me encourage you to check out our podcast, which you can do on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Or you can do it on our mobile app. You can always download the Guadalupe Radio Network mobile app on your app store. Not only does it allow you to stay connected to your local Guadalupe Radio Network station, you can listen to the local live feed. You can get programming information, contact information to your local station. But you can also listen to the podcast of Catholic Drive Time and other podcasts there as well. Or you can simply just subscribe to us via iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. But if you're going to hang out with us via iTunes, do us the big favor, the ooge favor of leaving a a five-star review. Because that is, to my knowledge, the only real way... To fan the flame of a podcast on the iTunes uh, store. What's it going to cost you anyway? Just hit those five yeah. stars now, for us. Now, maybe like, Joe, but there's so much I don't like about your show. <laughs> Let us know. Like, put, put five stars, and then in the com box, put, I hate Joe's hairline, or, you know, whatever. Rudy's, Rudy's stupid tie. Rudy's, what hairline? Rudy's tie. Or, I have the hairline. It's just everything beyond the hairline that's the problem. <laughs> 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 the whole comb-over thing is not working. But anyway, you see what I'm saying? Like, you can say whatever you wish in the comments, but it's the stars that I think drive mostly the status in the iTunes App Store. Now, you know, back in the day, back in the day, back in my day, back in my day, okay, we're talking 2008, 2009, okay. 2010. I was graduating high school. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, was, I was podcasting, and uh, I was driving subscribers through iTunes, and I used to, me and Joyce Myers would be neck and neck. Oh, wow. On the app st- on the iTunes store. Like, I would pop up and give Joyce a run Who? for her money for like 15 seconds, and then I'd fall back down. And then you gave her an October surprise, and she just completely fell off the map. <laughs> Don't I wish. Yeah, Joyce is still there, and we're not. <laughs> so the way to get there is five-star reviews on the iTunes store. So do us a favor and do that, by the way. But uh, anyway, we're going to have a great show this hour. Looking forward to it. We do have good news for you. Praise be to God. Then, of course, we have uh, Saint of the Day, Gospel Day. We have a What's Concerning Us. Uh, no, that was last hour. We have an after show. That's what I meant to say. We have an after show all coming up in this hour. And by the way, if you haven't done so, Mass of the Ages 2.0 has been officially released. Oh, it's good. Is it? Uh, yeah. Adrian's seen it. Did watch, you watch, watch it? it with your family. I haven't seen the new one. Okay. But I'm going to. No, we I, I did thought notice something we watched new there. it. 
Like, they sent it to us. I watched it. Adrian is now bursting my bubble saying I actually haven't watched it. Yep, Mad Facts. The, yeah. uh, it came out, and we did see the pre-release version of it, but it was a not-finished version. It was not mm. the finished version. So when I saw it last night, I was like, whoa, that wasn't in there. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa that wasn't in there either. And so I was like, well, this is, uh, this is even better than whenever we watched it originally. So I, me and my sister and my mom watched it together last night, and, uh, or I guess it was more afternoon, uh, yesterday afternoon, and it was really good. I cannot recommend it enough. They did a great job explaining the role that different characters had and not getting them confused because there's a lot of characters that are involved with, the, with everything happening in the last 60 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whoa, I can't keep track of everything. No, they did a yeah. really good job of breaking things down. They got hired voice actors to play some of the characters so you're not just reading text. Yes. It's, yeah. It was very good. They did a very good job. And, you know, it's kind of like doing the cliff notes of the Durham trial thing that we just mm-hmm. tried to do with uh, Joel Pollock from Breitbart. Similarly, a lot of times when you hear people talk about the circumstances, the people, and the details involved in how the Nova Sordo came to be, you, you tend to think, oh, this is conspiracy theory. Yeah. And then this film, I think, did a great job of getting past that argument and really... One might say shows the receipts. Shows the receipts. Yeah. Little Jack over there. Look at this guy. <laughs> All right. At any rate, great film, Mass of the Ages. I'm looking forward to seeing, I guess, the... Most recent version of the 2.0, mm-hmm. since I've seen the prototype. Mm, yeah. And if you want some inside baseball, we interviewed Cameron O'Hearn, who's a producer on yeah. that uh, on that uh, film. Director. You can just, uh, yeah, he's a director. So if you go onto our uh, our YouTube page, you could search for Cameron O'Hearn or Mass of the Ages. You'll get that latest interview. Or just go to the podcast. That's another or way. Go to the podcast. Yeah. Leave five stars. Leave, leave five stars, which you can't seem to do on Google Play. Hmm. What's up with that? Let's talk about conspiracy theories. Can you leave a rumble rant? Mm, you, may, you might be able to. All right, let's pray. Let's dive in. We have a lot to get to this hour. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and now your good news with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning into Catholic Drive Time. Here's your good news story for the day. I've, I've been kind of touching on this story, but now this is the, uh, the epic moment here. This is from Life News. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt signs most pro-life abortion ban in America. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt signed into law the most protective abortion ban in the country. The new law will go into effect immediately and begin protecting babies from abortion unless a court steps in to block it. The measure is a Texas-style law that includes a private right of action as enforcement, but instead of protecting babies at six weeks when their heartbeat can be detected as the Texas law does, goes further, and even better, it starts protecting unborn children at conception when their life begins otherwise known as fertilization. The Texas abortion ban is a unique law that has been on the books for over 260 days and saved as many as 17,000 or more babies from abortions. In his signature message, Governor Stitt said, I promised Oklahomans that as governor, I would sign every piece of pro-life legislation that came across my desk. And I'm proud to keep that promise today. From the moment life begins at conception is when we have a responsibility as human beings to do everything we can to protect that baby's life and the life of the mother. That is what I believe, and that's what the majority of Oklahomans believe. 
If other states want to pass different laws, that is their right. But in Oklahoma, we will always stand up for life. All four abortion businesses in Oklahoma have said they would stop killing babies in abortions once Governor Stitt signed the law. That means hundreds, if not thousands, of babies will be protected from abortion. All across the country, state lawmakers have introduced hundreds of pro-life bills this year in anticipation that the Supreme Court could overturn Roe this summer. Since 1973, states have been forced to legalize abortions without limits up to viability and more than 63.5 million unborn babies have been killed. The Guttmacher Institute estimates 26 states are certain or likely to ban abortions if the Supreme Court gets rid of Roe, and researchers estimated that abortion numbers could drop by about 120,000 in the first year and potentially even more in subsequent years if the High Court rules or allows states to ban abortions again. And that's really good news. God love you. The saint of the day is a Irish 6th century saint, so bear with me. Saint Monacella is a Latinization of her name, was an Irish virgin who died in 590. Her feast day is celebrated on the 27th of May, that would be today. The daughter of an Irish king, she went to Pau's ancestral wells to become a hermit. The prince of Pau's, Broswell Yisidrog, granted her land after meeting her on a hunting trip. And she founded a community of women serving as abbots for 37 years. Her shrine remains at St. Melangel's Church in Pennant, Melangel. The Welsh antiquarian Thomas Pennant lived during 1726 to 1798. He relates the story of her as follows. Quote, her legend relates that she was the daughter of an Irish monarch who had determined to marry her to a nobleman of his court. The princess had vowed celibacy, so she fled from her father's dominions and took refuge in this place, where she lived 15 years without seeing the face of a man. Broswell Yisertrog, Prince of Paus, being one day a hare hunting, pursued his game till he came to a great thicket. When he was amazed to find a virgin of surpassing beauty, engaged in deep devotion, with the hare he had been pursuing under her robe, boldly facing the dogs, who retired to a distance howling, notwithstanding all the efforts of the sportsmen to make them seize their prey. Even when the huntsman blew his horn, it stuck to his lips. Broswell heard her story and gave to God and her a parcel of lands to be a sanctuary to all that fled there. He desired her to found an abbey on that spot, so she did, and died abbess at a good old age. She was buried in the neighboring church called Pennant, and from her distinguished by the additions of Melangel, her hard bed is shown in the cleft of a neighboring rock. Her tomb was in a little chapel or oratory adjourning the, the church, and now uses a vestry room. This room is called the celli bed, or the cell of the grave. Her relics, as well as her image, have been long since removed, but I think the last is, uh, is still to be seen in the churchyard. The legend is perpetuated by some rude wooden carving of the saint with numbers of hares scuttling to her for protection. She properly became their patroness and they were called Owen Malangel or St. Moncella's lambs. End quote. She died in 590. St. Monacella, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 16 verses 20 through 23. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, amen, I say to you, you will weep and mourn 
while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will become joy. When a woman is in labor, she is in anguish because her hour has arrived. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the pain because of her joy that a child has been born into the world. So you also are now in anguish. But I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. On that day, you will not question me about anything. Amen, amen, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Venerable Bede would say, quote, Nor should it appear strange if one who departeth from this life is said to be born. For as a man is said to be born when he comes out of his, his mother's womb into the light of day, so may he be said to be born who from out of the prison of the body is raised to the light eternal. Whence the festivals of the saints, which are the days on which they died, are called their birthdays. Close quote, Venerable Bede, pray for us. Adrian, what did you find? Yes, Cornelius Lapide had a lot to say here, and this is a very confusing passage for a lot of people. So here St. Augustine says, A thing is not asked in the name of the Savior if it be asked contrary to the purpose of salvation. And he who thinks of Christ what he ought not to think of the only Son of God does not ask in his name. But he who asks as he ought receives when he ought to receive. For some things are not denied but deferred in order that they may be given at a fitting time. So this is important to note because there's a number of things here that are confusing. Because people will say, well, God said whatever you ask in my name, it will be given to you, right? Well, I ask for things in God's name all the time. I ask for it in the, in the name of our Lord and nothing happens. Why is that? Well, there's a number of reasons that may be. One, we see it happen right in Scripture. Whenever the Jews were trying to drive out demons in the name of our Lord, what happens? The demons laugh at him. We're like, ha ha, I know who Paul is. I know who Christ is. But who are you? And sure enough, uh, we did an interview last uh, week on a Monday and talked about the audiobook of the exorcism that happened, uh, a true story of an exorcism. And what happens? The Calvinists go over there and they're like, oh, these Catholics can't do exorcisms, so we Calvinists will do them instead. So they show up and they try to drive out the demons in Jesus' name. And what happens? The demons laugh at them and say, nope, sorry, not going to work. So what is actually happening here? Well, Cornelius Lapide says that one... The important point, and there's a lot to say here, so I'll just wrap it up with saying this, that here our Lord is speaking, one, directly to the apostles and his disciples present. And so they have a particular grace that we do not have, in which they receive whatever is asked for by, uh, to the Father. But also it does apply to us, but in a different sense, in a sense that whatever is humbly, reverently, confidently, ardently, and perseveringly asked in the name of Christ, then the Father, as sons asking a father, for he loves you supremely and with fatherly affection, in my name, by me and my merits, not your own, he will give it to you surely and certainly, if ye ask aright. So God will give it to you, but it's only those things which are pertaining to your salvation and according to the will of God. And just because he defers and gives it to you later on, does not mean he has not heard your prayer and answered it. And I'll leave it at that for now. All right.
Praise be to God. Time to go to break. Time to come back after the break and play our game, Fear and Trembling, your last Three chances to get in on the prize drawing this week, a sacred heart. It is a pretty awesome thing we're giving away this week. You could win, but you have to pick up the phone and dial 877-757-9424. Call right now. Rudy Carlos standing by to take your call at 877-757-9424. First caller gets to play the game at 877-757-9424. Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics? 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read Scripture. Read the Catechism. Listen to Apologetics tapes. Listen to Catholic Radio. Learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5, verse 10. Do not be afraid. Henceforth, you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes, and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four, always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity, an opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five, don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, sacraments, all in rapid fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know, when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you, and make sure you do. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, a Catholic trivia game show that has secrets and agendas. But I can't tell you what they are because we need a call on the line to play our game, and we are going to give out prizes today, so you could win. That phone number is 877-757-9424. Call right now at 877-757-9424. But there are... As I say, things that we like to keep private and hidden. So don't, don't tell anybody, especially not Project Veritas. <laughs> Definitely don't laugh. Don't dime me out. Okay? All right, number one, we like to teach the faith. We look for teachable moments in the questions where you might learn something you did not know before. Praise be to God. That's always fun. And number two, of course, we like to have a laugh, a chuckle, and uh, our callers are the best. 
Praise be to Jesus. And then we like to give out prizes, and today's the day we do that. But here's the kicker, the catch. I have three Catholic trivia questions in front of me, but we will not be asking the caller the questions. So they do not need to know the correct answers and could still win this game because I will ask Rudy, I will ask Adrian, one of which will be correct, the other will be incorrect. The caller will then have 15 seconds to make a decision. Whomst do they trust more, Rudy or Adrian? And every correct answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what can they win? Praise be to God. May the sacred heart of our blessed Lord reign in every heart and in every nation. Amen to uh, that. June is coming up. Yes. It's right around the corner. Uh -huh. Actually next week. And so to spread the devotion to this heart which has loved men so that it has spared nothing, even exhausting and consuming itself, to testify to its love, we're giving away a beautiful Sacred Heart keepsake container. The Queen of Crown Shop offers a large selection of Sacred Heart and decorative crown reproductions. Many of their Sacred Hearts open to reveal a space to place a prayer or notes of gratitude and thanks, all in an old world style that lends itself to a rustic European feel. You should get one for yourself. You should enthrone your home to the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart of our, our Blessed Lady. Check out their website at queenofcrowns.com. Thank you. All right. Praise be to God. Thank you, queenofcrowns.com for your generous giving us uh, a gift underwriting today so that we can give it out to one of our CDT listeners. God bless you, queenofcrowns.com. All right, let's go to the phones. Rick, good morning to you, Rick. Good morning. Praise be to God. This is my friend from Buffalo. How are we today? Uh, is this my friend from Buffalo? I mean, I, I wasn't sure. <laughs> like, are you from Buffalo? <laughs> Yes, I Rick, am like, from are Buffalo. you not Rick? Are you not proud of your city? Like you didn't want to admit that publicly, did How you? Are the buffaloes out there? You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, what? it's good oh, to see you, Rick. It's good to talk to you, my friend. How are you? Yeah, always, always doing pretty well. Right now, yeah. uh, true or false? Yeah. Are you every, you guys eat buffalo wings like every day in Buffalo? I mean, like, wh how many yeah. buffalo are there in Buffalo, New York? I'm just curious. <laughs> So many, <laughs> like you know, it all depends. I was asking it, Joe. There are, you know, there's at least five in the zoo. And <laughs> is there? Every day. Wow. Yeah. I heard there's at least seven. <laughs> at least seven in the zoo, huh? Because I mean, no, in the state. In the the entire state. Really, in the entire state. That's there's amazing. At least seven. All right, Rick. God bless you, my friend. It's yeah. good to uh, good to God hear your voice you. again. Uh, and I know you. Yeah. You're a CDT insider. You know how this works. So uh, you know it's you and I together against the, the rest of them. You ready? Yeah. Let's do this. The A team, gonna bring our A team. Yes, let's do this, Rick. We can, we can do this, my friend. Let's start with Rudy first, as is our custom, our tradition, our our patrimony, CDF approved traditions. Rudy, Team Rudy, are you done over there, posturing for the camera, my I, friend? Well, I'm I'm saying hi to our fans. You're wearing a red tie today, so that must mean confidence. I'm guessing. Well, it's uh, mm -hmm. it's to uh, okay. Yeah, let's do this. Rudy, can you tell me which disciple was known as the evangelist of Mary because his Gospels tells us the most facts about the Blessed Virgin Mary? Oh, this is a trick question. Is it? Right? I mean, at the foot of the cross, who was there? I didn't there? think this was tricky. It was Our Lady. It's our Lady, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mary Magdalene. Okay. And? Yeah. Uh? John. Whoa. So Jesus even said, Behold thy mother. So you're saying he loved your answer is mother. officially it's John, John, John. For okay, sure. okay. Huh. Let's, uh, Rick. I think we should get a second opinion on this. Uh, Adrian, good morning to you. Good morning. 
Can you tell me which disciple was known as the evangelist of Mary? Mm, Because his gospel tells us the most facts Mm. out of all the facts. You've never seen Mm. facts like these facts. These are the most ouch facts. No fake news here. Yeah, of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, the gospel Mm -hmm. where we get the Hail Mary from. Okay. That is in the Gospel of Luke. Oh, really? And that is why Luke is known as the Evangelist of Mary. Oh, I see. I see where you're going with this. Truly, truly. So, you aren't saying it's John. (laughs) I'm not saying it's John. Are you saying Luke was at the foot of the cross? I am not saying that Luke was at the foot of the cross. All right, well, we'll have to pick that up in the after show. All right, Rick, is it as Adrian says, the Gospel of Luke, or is it as Rudy says, the Gospel of John? 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Rick in Buffalo, what say you? I'm going to go with Rudy. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Oh, man. It's over. I'm sorry. It's completely I over. Become a you know who, I you know, like I let you I, down. I'm thinking, that, I'm thinking that it was Joe who deceived you, not, not no, Rudy and I. No, no. Rick knows I'm on his side mm-hmm. here, of course. Mm-hmm. In fact, in fact, it is the Gospel of Luke. It's known as the Evangelist of Our Lady, even though John... I mean, makes sense, right? John took her in. John, like, lived with her, cared for her. I'm sorry for being tricky, <sighs> Rudy. This is all your fault. All right, let's 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 get you in there with this next question. Let's start with uh, Adrian this time. Adrian, Uh-oh. what is the term for a wreath worn about the head at religious professions? Mm, yes. Whoa, I didn't do this. I never. I never wore. A wreath over my head at religious professions because I never made professions. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what that's called, yeah, is called a rosary. Oh, a rosary, you say? Mm-hmm. Huh? Like you wrap it over your like head, like worn on yep. the head, or okay? Mm-hmm. I guess you have to have a big head to put the. Oh, you just get a smaller Why? rosary. Why are you looking at me when you say that? I'm I didn't look at you. Big head. What? All right, Rudy. Can you <laughs> tell me what is the term for a wreath worn about the head? At religious professions. Believe it or not, it's called a chaplet. A chaplet? You yes. Say? Huh. I was surprised to, to hear that, too. It personally is, doesn't make sense to me. This is kind of tricky, Rick. I mean, if you didn't know this before, it would be hard. Your choices are, with Rudy, it was a chaplet. But with Adrian, it's a rosary. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? What say you, Rick from Buffalo? I can't win. <laughs> Go with Rudy. Rudy. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> Just think of how absurd that would I be. Mean, like, do you wear the, the tail know. of the Rosie in the back, like yeah. a Davy Crockett? Right, yeah. No, a chaplet literally means a headdress. Really? Yeah, it's hmm. a it's a wreath made of leaves. These are great questions so, today. Really there you good. Go. Well, you, I mean, fifty fifty shot. You got it right. Praise be to God, Rick. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, I probably would have got you. that wrong too. Other than you really shouldn't be wearing rosaries as necklaces. So no. anything yeah. about the head. True. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I don't know. All right, chaplet. Chaplet is the correct answer. We all learned something yep. today. Praise be to God. All right. I think this next one should be straightforward. Easiest question of the day. For sure. Here we go. We're going to go back to Rudy. What do you mean? No, it's easy. This one's easy. It's over. Don't believe him, Rick. Just, just, just stay give tuned. Up. Stay focused, Rick. Just, just hang up right now. Ignore the, doubt, the doubting Thomas over there. Let's just... My name's Adrian. <laughs> but you went to Thomas High School and Thomas University. Is it Doubting Thomas? Doubting hey. Thomas. I like this. Awkward. All right. New podcast Rudy. title. 
Rudy, can you tell me? All right. What milestone does confirmation signify? Okay, Rick, close your eyes. Now look to okay. the left, look to the right. Who's next to you? You're envisioning you're in an army because you become a soldier of Christ. A soldier of Christ? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, can it be a sailor of Christ? Well, there's obvious reasons, Rick, but we'll talk about that in the after show. Hey, uh, Adrian, can you tell me what milestone does confirmation signify? Yes, that would be graduation. That means you are done. You have have finished the race. I see. You can now retire. And not have to go back to the season. Don't got to worry about it no more. Okay. You checked the box. You checked the box. Well, Rick, you got choices. Is that milestone that signifies confirmation a graduation of sorts, as Adrian seems to think, or is it to become a soldier for Christ, as Rudy seems to think? Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Rick, what say you? I'm going with Rudy. Survey says... All right, I'm shoveling now. All right, Rick, you could win. Every day you're shoveling? It's possible you're in for two. You may not. But uh, God's will will be done. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Pulling it out of the coffee cup with Divine Providence. Come on, coffee cup. It's Damon. 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 Congratulations. Damon. Another CAT insider. Rick, God love you, my friend. We appreciate you playing and laughing and having a fun time with us today. God bless you. Have a great day. Have a great time with you. Thank you so Amen. much. Amen. We'll see you in the after show. And that's going to do it for the radio side for the whole week. Praise be to God. If you can join us in the after show, you can hang out on our website at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. And no, Alberto, it is not a bar mitzvah. Our friend from the UK, also a CD insider. We'll see you then. God bless you. God love you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Chapel. Today we celebrate Friday of the sixth week of Easter. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. Love divine, all loves excelling, joy of heaven to earth come down. Fix in us thy humble dwelling, all thy faithful mercies found. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Brothers and sisters, let us call to mind our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words 
in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Hear our prayers, O Lord, so that what was promised by the sanctifying power of your word may everywhere be accomplished through the working of the gospel, and that all your adopted children may attain what the testimony of truth has foretold through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. One night, while Paul was in Corinth, the Lord said to him in a vision, Do not be afraid. Go on speaking, and do not be silent, for I am with you. No one will attack and harm you, for I have many people in this city. He settled there for a year and a half and taught the word of God among them. But when Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews rose up together against Paul and brought him to the tribunal, saying, This man is inducing people to worship God contrary to the law. When Paul was about to reply, Gallio spoke to the Jews, If it were a matter of some crime or malicious fraud, I should with reason hear the complaint of you Jews. But since it is a question of arguments over doctrine and titles and your own law, See to it yourselves. I do not wish to be a judge in such matters. And he drove them away from the tribunal. They all seized Sosthenes, the synagogue official, and beat him in full view of the tribunal. But none of this was of concern to Gallio. Paul remained there for quite some time, and after saying farewell to the brothers, he sailed for Syria, together with Priscilla and Aquila. At Chencrae, he had shaved his head because he had taken a vow. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God is king of all the earth. God is king of all the earth. All you peoples, clap your hands. Shout to God with cries of gladness. For the Lord, the Most High, the Awesome, is the great king over all the earth. God is king of all the earth. He brings peoples under us, nations under our feet. He chooses for us our inheritance, the glory of Jacob whom he loves. God is king of all the earth. God mounts his throne amid shouts of joy, the Lord amid trumpet blasts. Sing praise to God, sing praise. Sing praise to our king, sing praise. God is king of all the earth.
Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Christ had to suffer and to rise from the dead, and so enter into his glory. Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, amen, I say to you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will become joy. When a woman is in labor, she is in anguish because her hour has arrived. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the pain because of her joy that a child has been born into the world. So you also now are in anguish. But I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice. And no one will take your joy away from you. On that day you will not question me about anything. Amen, amen, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. The Gospel of the Lord. This morning's Liturgy of the Word, we are moved to consider and think about the arch of our life as a kind of pilgrimage of faith, which of course exactly what it is. And today's gospel reminds us that while in this world, while there are periods of anguish and groaning, uh, much like a mother who is in labor, the end result of our travails, of our faithfulness, of our trust in God is, of course, the glory of the resurrection when perfect joy uh, will be had. As Jesus says, much as the mother's great joy when her child is finally born after the travails of labor. For us, this really paints the picture of life, of being a kind of expectant waiting, where we are longing for the resurrection, where we are looking forward to the perfection of our life, will be, which will be achieved in heaven in eternal communion with the Most Holy Trinity, but all the while keeping in mind that our journey through this world is one with its peaks and valleys and ones with its sufferings and challenges as we go. In today's first reading, we hear more from the missionary travels and journeys of St. Paul. And today we hear of St. Paul, in a way, being protected from persecution. He's assured that he can remain there in Corinth and that he will have a period of time there where he settled for a year and a half in relative peace. And he even receives protection, in a way, from an unlikely source through Gallio, who was the proconsul. We see also in St. Paul's life this kind of dynamic where he has periods of persecution, he has periods of protection. He has periods of being imprisoned, he has miraculous releases from prison. And of course we know at the end of the day St. Paul's life was headed toward martyrdom when he was beheaded. But in all of this for St. Paul the key is to be expectantly longing for communion with Jesus expectingly longing for the joy of the resurrection. I think for us it is a great reminder that we too have seasons and periods of our life 
that there are peaks and valleys, there are moments of great joy that we have in this world, and there are moments of great trial and tribulation as well. But that the most important thing is to remember to live the grace of the moment well, that whatever it is that the Lord has placed on our plate in this moment, whether it be a tribulation or a joy, whether it be a sorrow or a moment of happiness, that in all of this we're never, caused, we're never called to lose sight of the fact that we are a people who are destined for the resurrection of Jesus. We are a people who are called to live in eternal communion with God. At the end of today's Gospel, we hear Jesus say, Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Well, the most important thing that we can ask in the name of Jesus, of course, is for the gift of salvation. And so today, let us pray to God for the grace that we would live whatever season of life that we are currently in, whatever period of life that we're in, whether it be a moment of trial or one of great joy. And let us pray for the grace that we would always live as people who are expectantly waiting the resurrection, as people who are always looking forward with great hope to know that our perfection in life only comes when we are in full communion with the Most Holy Trinity for all eternity. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, filled with paschal joy, let us pray more earnestly to God that he who graciously listened to the prayers and supplications of his beloved Son may now be pleased to look upon us in our lowliness. For the shepherds of our souls, that they may have the strength to govern wisely the flock entrusted to them by the Good Shepherd. Let us pray to the Lord. For the whole world, that it may truly know the peace given by Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our brothers and sisters who suffer, that their sorrow may be turned to gladness, which no one can take from them. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our own community, for all those joining us online and through radio, that we may bear witness with great confidence to the resurrection of Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. O God, who know that our life in this present age is subject to suffering and need, hear the desires of those who cry to you and receive the prayers of those who believe in you through Christ our Lord. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. 
for our good and the good of all his holy church. Accept in compassion, Lord, we pray, the offerings of your family, that under your protective care they may never lose what they have received, but attain the gifts that are eternal through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation at all times to acclaim you, O Lord. But in this time, above all, to lodge you yet more gloriously, when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. By the oblation of his body, he brought the sacrifices of old to fulfillment in the reality of the cross and by commending himself to you for our salvation, showed himself the priest, the altar, and the lamb of sacrifice. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exalts in your praise. And even the heavenly powers with the angelic host, sing together the unending hymn of your glory, as they acclaim, Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Plenisun Celi et Terra, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, benedictus, qui venit in nomine domini. Hosanna in excelsis. To you, therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite, and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant Francis our Pope, and Michael our Bishop, and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants and all gathered here, whose faith and devotion are known to you. For them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, or they offer it for themselves and all who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls in hope of health and well-being, and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true. In communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of our God and Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon, and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogonus, John and Paul, Cosmas and Damian, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers, 
in all things we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept this oblation of our service, that of your whole family. Order our days in your peace and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge, and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable, so that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, with eyes raised to heaven to you, O God, his almighty Father, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands, and once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the blessed passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ, your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life, and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance, and to accept them as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the Just, the sacrifice of Abraham, our father in faith, and the offering of your high priest, Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer, we ask you, almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high, in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us, who through this participation at the altar, receive the most holy body and blood of your Son, may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ, a place of refreshment, light, and peace. To us also, your servants who, though sinners, hope in your abundant mercies, graciously grant some share in fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, Ignatius, Alexander, Marcellinus, Peter, Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord, 
You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Precepti salutaribis moniti, et divina institutione formati, audemus indicere, Pater noster, qui es in celis, sanctifice tuur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicud in celo et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum, da nobis hodie, et imite nobis debita nostra, sicud et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccatamundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, Qui tolis peccatamundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccatamundi, dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you are already there, 
and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Safe, O Lord, we pray, those whom you have saved by your kindness, that redeemed by the passion of your Son, they may rejoice in his resurrection, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Amen. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And go in peace. O Santissima. O Pisima, Dulces Virgo Maria, Mahatera Mahata, Intemerata, Ora, Ora pro nobis. The prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg thee through the intercession and help of the archangels St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. 
from every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Hello, this is Father Miguel Solorzano, pastor of St. Charles Borromeo Church. Thank you for listening to KSHA, Catholic Radio, throughout Metro Houston on the Guadalupe Radio Network. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.